Thank you, Troy. It's good. Good to be with you out here under the tree. I have never experienced church like this. How many of you have actually done this before? Can I see? Lots of you. How many of you, like me, have never experienced church under the tree before? Okay, lots of us. First-timers all across the place. That's good. Now, just to give you a bit of an insight, so my name, for those of you who I haven't met, my name's Andrew. I'm one of the new pastors here at New Community, and it's so good to be experiencing this. But I share an office with Yvonne. Now, as you know, she went to Lau this week, but she left these balls on her desk. Now, I'm not really a competitive person. Um, ask my wife, Leanne, um, whom I'm married to. I'm not really that competitive. In fact, I'm probably more a cheat than a competitive person. And so I did, I did take some time this week to work out how many of these balls, and Beto was on the right track, squeezing in between his fingers. In fact, I think that's what Wes started to do last week. You squeeze them between your fingers, and then you sort of put one at the back here, and then one at the front, and then sort of one... Whoa, and I, I actually... Oh, my hands are shaking because I'm nervous. But, but I did get to ten. So you just have to take my word for it. You just have to take my word for it. <laughs> no, it's fine. Oh, oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, now I feel really good about myself. And, and very accepted. Thank you, Wes. That's, that's lovely. But it is, it's so good to be able to be out here under the tree. For those of you who are here for maybe the first time, this is where we spend the first few weeks of January out here under the tree and then we move back into the building for February. And so it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different. And, you know, I think when we start the year, it's always, it's always nice and it's always really interesting to try something different. Um, for me, one of the things that I find fascinating about, you know, starting the new year is it, it's a chance to reset, it's a chance to regroup, it's a, a chance to restart and maybe do something or decide to do something that is a little bit different to what we've done before. And so um, and I'm not talking about New Year's resolutions just doing something a little bit different. Um, last week, Ali was talking about Phil and Emily, her husband Phil and her daughter Emily, who are you know, embarking on an exercise challenge. They did sit-ups, I think it was, last year, but this year they're going to do oh, push-ups. And this year they're going to try planking. I think it's planking she was talking about. And so I'm sitting there going, oh, my goodness, that's really different. Um, but, you know, sometimes we'll try something different. Maybe it's an exercise regime. Maybe it's in relation to diet. Maybe it's rela in relation to our uh, relationship with God. You know, we're gonna, um, our kids uh, sent us an invitation really early on this year. They said, we're going to embark on this, you know, um, thing of reading through the Bible. It's called a Bible shred. We're going to shred the Bible in like 30 days, read through the entire Bible in 30 days. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that just created angst and anxiety within me. But sometimes it is really good to be able to try something different. And as uh, Ali started last week and as she raised her hand and said, you know, this whole series is about opening, lifting our hand and opening our hand to God, I thought, wow, that is really different. It's a different type of, it's a different type of posture. It's a different type of action. And, and immediately I wondered, how did the disciples of Jesus explore or maybe even embark on this idea of having an open hand to God? 
And so as I thought about it, I went, my mind immediately went to this particular passage in Luke 11, uh, yeah, Luke 11, verse 1, which says this. One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples to pray. And I thought, wow, what a fascinating passage. Here's the disciples. Disciples, you have to understand, were Jewish men. And so these Jewish men knew how to pray. They knew what it was to be able to pray. They even knew why they should pray. And yet here they are asking Jesus to teach them to pray. And I thought, why would they do that? Why why would they ask him to do that? Now, we don't know some of the background to this to what's behind this particular question that the disciples asked Jesus. We don't know if maybe what they saw in Jesus was so different to what they'd experienced before. We don't know if what they had experienced with Jesus was maybe you know, more personal and less religious than what they had ever experienced before. And we don't know maybe if... What they saw in Jesus made them maybe dissatisfied with the way that they'd engaged with prayer before. But what we do know from other parts of the Bible is that this whole idea of um, praying was part of who Jesus was and it was certainly part of Jewish culture. I mean, in in Jewish culture, um, people would withdraw from from their family situation, from from their, their everyday life, first thing in the morning to go off and pray. And the disciples had seen Jesus do this. And then they'd seen him withdraw at night, last thing at night, and withdraw away to pray. Now, this was part of the Jewish pattern, the Jewish rhythm of life. And so they'd seen Jesus engage with this. But whatever it was... Jesus' disciples saw something in the prayer life of Jesus that was different enough with him that made them want to at least inquire to see if there was a better way or a different way or maybe a more impacting way or more powerful or effective way of praying. And maybe as they did that, they started to open their hand to God and say, would you lead us? Would you teach us? Would you guide us? And would you help us discover a better way? Now, I don't know whether you've ever done that for yourself, maybe in relationship to your walk with Jesus. Maybe have you ever asked him, you know, maybe Jesus or or God, show us. Show, Show me the better way. Show me a different way to engage with you. Show me in this particular way how I need to live. See, for me personally, I've had instances through my life where time and time and time and time again, I've actually done that. I remember um, when I was younger, I I actually grew up in church, gave my life to Jesus when I was about 16 years old. And I found myself soon after that travelling to school on the train. We lived in Croydon, went to school in Box Hill. And so each and every day I would sit on the train going, God, would you help me today? Help me in my relationships. Maybe help me in my schoolwork, because actually I wasn't that strong in my schoolwork. I I often got distracted with things. And so, you know, I'd say, help me with my schoolwork. And maybe help me in 
in the relationships and the interactions that I have with people. As I grew, I continued to do that. Most of you know I used to be a car salesman at one stage in my life. I've repented of that. It's okay. (laughs) New cars, not used cars. There is a distinction. Anyway, and so when I was selling cars, I would would jump in my car and I'd, I'd be on the way to work every day and I would literally hold out my hand and I'd say, God, would you help me today? Would you help me in my interactions with people? Would you go with me? Would you be with me in my conversations, in my relationships, in the way I relate to people? And particularly, would you help people see something different in me as I go about this role of selling cars? But, you know, it didn't stop then. As I started courting a young woman, courting, I don't know whether you use that word, dating, actually, is probably the right word. When I started dating Leanne, we started dating when we were 15 and 16. Met when we were 12 and 13, but started going out when we were 15 and 16. So you're getting to know a little bit about me this morning. Um, and so we started going out then. And I, I remember at one stage standing out the back of my mum and dad's place in the dark and saying, God... If this is the girl that you have for me, would you make it really clear? Would you help me? Would you show me that this is the person that you want me to be with long term? And then, in a ministry sense, when I was at Crossway, many of you know I was at Crossway for a number of years, and then I was moving to another church, I reached out my hand and I said, God, I don't want to leave from this place unless you come with me. And then, when I was at the next church that I was at, City Life, for a little while, I remember particularly one day where I sat in my car on the way to work and I said, God, I cannot do this alone and I don't want to even try. So God, would you help me? I have no clue what I am doing. Would you please help me? Time after time after time, after time. And then even up until this last year, when, I, when my circumstances were such that I really felt like change was coming, that I couldn't do what I was doing anymore. And again, I reached out to God and said, God, would you lead me? Would you guide me? Would you show me where it is? Now, can I say to you, that is a dangerous prayer to pray. Because God actually steps into our circumstances when we offer and when we ask him to come, like what I did in those circumstances. And so in that moment, he, I embarked on a 40-day prayer challenge. And as a result of that, things changed in my work life, things changed in my prayer life amazingly. And actually, it's part of the reason that I really believe that I ended up here with you today. But, you know, as we start to embark Bark on a different year. I wonder what it is for you. What it is for you. See, there are different things that sometimes stop us engaging in this particular action because it's a different type of posture. And I think that sometimes it is that idea of, oh, that's a different posture that we actually take. You know, in life, there there are a few different postures we can take. There's the closed posture. Maybe some of you are sitting here today and you're, ooh, uh, uh, let's, let's just open up a little bit. Maybe it's the, you know, the neutral posture. Hey, yeah, that's okay. Or maybe it's that open posture. 
that openness to what's being said. You know, I see some of you nodding. That's good as, as I'm speaking. It's, a, it's a, an affirming posture. But maybe sometimes it's the posture that actually steps in and, and maybe helps us understand why we don't open our hand to God and allow him to step into our circumstances. Maybe it's just because, you know, it's different. It's different. Or maybe it's harder. You know, I think um, sometimes something is different and it's harder and so we don't do it. It's like um, we, know, we all have a natural way of writing. Maybe our right hand or our left hand, whichever hand you use to write, you have a normal hand that you write with. Ever tried writing with the other hand? It's harder. It takes a conscious effort because it's different. It's not wrong. It's just different. And so sometimes in doing this, that's what it's like. It can be really different. Um, then the other, the other types of um, postures we can, do, we can take is something that we've never experienced before. Maybe it's a change of what we've done. You know, I think for most of us, we are used to in life grabbing things, reaching out for things and taking them and operating maybe with a closed hand. But I think sometimes God asks us to open our hand to him. And that's what we're talking about this year, not being closed handed, but being open handed towards God. And maybe then the third one that stops us from interacting with this idea of being open handed is because it's just different. And change for people is hard. It's hard to do. And so often we don't open our hand to God because it's different, because it's a change and because it's harder. But believe me, friends, it is worth the effort. You know, when I think about this whole idea of being open-handed, really, it begins with a simple invitation. Maybe you've never done this before. Maybe you're at a particular stage in your walk with God where you know, you've never even thought about maybe not just reaching for something and grabbing it, but actually turning your hand around and saying, God, come and help me. I have a little grandson and his name is Spencer. He's the second of our grandkids and uh, he's just over two. He turned two in November. And he has this... He has a very limited vocabulary, but in his vocabulary, he often will come to me and he will say, Papa, and now my name's actually Grandpa, but he can't say that, so he says, Papa, and he says, Papa, come, Papa, come. And in that moment, you know what he's doing? He's saying, would you come and help me? Would you come and be with me? Would you come and lead me? Would you come and guide me? Would you maybe even... And maybe he doesn't understand this bit yet, but maybe even teach him something along the way. And I wonder this year if that's maybe where we're supposed to be. Maybe we're supposed to say, well, look, I've never done this before. It's different. Or maybe, oh, it's changed. It's hard. Maybe it's not normal. It's, you know, not my normal way of doing things. But actually, God wants me to give this a go. Maybe God wants me to ask him to enter into our situations, to enter into my life again, to maybe enter into and give me some help along the way. And so this morning, I want to give us that opportunity. 
I don't know whether this is a normal thing for you at New Community to do, but I'm new, okay? So forgive me. We're just going to try something a little bit out of the ordinary, maybe. And I'm going to ask us just to bow our heads just for a moment, just to take a moment of privacy, not between you and me. Actually, it's nothing to do with me. This is between you and God. And what I'm going to ask you to do is if as I've been speaking today, and I really believe that as I've been speaking, God's been whispering to you because I believe he talks to his people. And so as he's been speaking to you this morning, maybe you felt, you know what, I should give this a go. Maybe there's an area of your life that you go, Jesus, I really want you to come into this area. Or maybe there's this relationship that... God, I really need you in there. Maybe you're having a health challenge, financial challenge, physical challenge, whatever it might be, and you want God to come into that particular area of life. Or maybe it's not something to do with that at all. Maybe it's in your relationship with him. And you would say, Jesus, would you come what I'm going to invite you to do, just while we're all, we've all got our heads bowed and maybe our eyes closed, just for privacy sake, I just want you to do one simple thing. And that is, I want you to reach out your hand to him and we're going to pray. While your hands are raised, yeah, yeah, you just raise them. And all across this area under the tree today, Lord God, you see these hands. And God, I don't know what's going on in each and every person's circumstance. I don't know where they're up to, even in their walk with you. Whether they've been following you for years or are just maybe here for the very first time checking you out. But here we are, Lord God, and we lift up our hand to you and we open our hand to you. And we invite you right now, Jesus into this circumstance, into this situation, into our lives. And Lord God, just as you answered the disciples' question by giving them a new way to pray, that Lord God, today in this place, you would help us, you would meet us, you would lead us, You would guide us and you would teach us. But Lord God, as we raise our hands today, we say we trust you. We trust you to answer our open hand as we invite you into this particular situation, whatever it is that we're facing. And so, Lord God, we pray these things in Jesus' incredible name. Amen. You can put your hands down. Thanks, God.